Here at The Woven Story, we are passionate about gathering women together from different life experiences and journeys that we can all grow from, learn from, and as women, connect to one another. Let us be inspired as well as inspire. This is The Woven Story. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining us. I have one of my favorite people here. She is literally the best encourager I have ever met. Talking with her is such a treat. I'm so glad that all of you get to meet her today, as she is truly one of my favorite people. And no matter how much time has passed, we always pick up right where we left off. So our incredible guest today is Emily McCormack. She is a Pacific Northwest girl through and through, and she was raised in the foothills of the Cascade Mountains. (laughs) She is a Northwest University graduate, and she is a varsity-level coffee enthusiast. I'm so excited to hear more about that. She was a youth pastor in Texas for three years. She traveled and recorded a CD as a musician. But friends, you want to know what her superpower is? She is shopping at Costco on a Saturday afternoon with five kids in tow. (laughs) Amazing. I say that is the biggest superpower. (laughs) In 2013, she launched a new church called Reach Church with her husband, Brian, in Kirkland, Washington. She loves her family. She loves her church. She loves her city. And she is always counting down the days until her next trip to Disneyland. When is the last time you guys went to Disneyland? We went in May. May? With all five kids? Yes. Wow. I know. Did you do all the rides? We did everything. It was so incredible. I thought it could be a disaster. Truly a disaster. (laughs) And it could not have gone better. How many walkers did you have of your kids? Was any of it all? Four. Four walking. Four walking, one crawling. Okay, so tell me the ages of your kids. So... We have one, three, six, eight, and ten. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And do you guys want to have any more? So I would have 45 children. It's true. It's true. Could. Emily could have 20 children. I do. I would. But she looks beautiful pregnant. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's true. But I think for we're probably going to be done biologically, but maybe wow. we will adopt that or foster or... I don't know. We want to go Somehow that route. add children to yeah. your family. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. Yeah, I love that's that. That's the hope. That's the goal. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. So I have a quick question for you. Yes. If you could describe your story thus far with a theme, what would it be? <sighs> yes. A theme. That is such a hard question to choose like one central <laughs> sure theme. Um, you know, it sounds so weird to say, but I think one of the things that I kept thinking over and over was the word forgetful. And that's not, I'm like, no, that's not a good word. Why is that? But I feel like I've learned lessons over and over. And it can be so discouraging to be like, really, this again? I don't want to learn the lesson of comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. Or I don't want to learn the lesson that someone else's life may look amazing and that's not the place Mm. that I am in right now. But I keep forgetting it. And so I have to learn it over and over and over. But it's also been really freeing to just Hmm. be like, there's not going to be necessarily a place that I arrive where I no longer will ever look at someone else and think I won't ever long for that or want that or think their life is perfect or I should be doing that. Um, But it's a constant thing. I have to really. Hmm. That's really good wisdom. Process through myself and be really honest of am I comparing myself to other people? So forgetful. Forgetful. There you go. Wow, there you have okay. it. <laughs> I have not heard that one before, and I love it. Yeah. I love that. How old are you now? 
30. I always forget. Brian always has to run me. I think I'm 34. 34. Yes. I love hearing, though, that at 34, you can give wisdom to people that are younger, that like you don't have to have it all together. Oh, my goodness. And you're always learning lessons. And even if you're relearning the same lesson over and over, you're still still doing good. Oh, man. I I love that. The comparison thing, I've so often thought... I'm a mom of five. Why am I still struggling with this issue? Like I should be over this and who cares what people think? And, um, and I think I've grown a ton in that. Sure. But it's not just done. It's not just done. No, it's always Mm -hmm. something we're really learning. I just have to have my guard up and be really aware mentally. It's a mental battle a lot more than it is. Absolutely. Um, just, yeah, I just have to be really aware mentally. Yeah. Would you say that you have a morning routine? I have gotten so much better. So I'm a night owl by trade. Emily and I connect on this. Yes. I know Um, I can text her at midnight and she's going to be awake. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that's just, that's, I think I'll always be that way by nature. I have to, both my husband have to really fight to go to bed early. Go to bed early. And then, but the kids have forced us into that. Um, my youngest is up really early. So how early we got to know, um, I mean, five 30. Oh yeah. Wow. And I was real proud of like, I got sleeper inners. I got eight o'clock kids. I was definitely had a chip on my shoulder with that. Until and your then, fifth. Until my fifth. Yeah, he, but it's actually been really sweet because then I get time with him. And um, yeah. so my morning routine is coffee, coffee, yeah. coffee, coffee, and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> got to get that coffee okay, you got to tell us first, how do you like your coffee? Well, okay. There's like all, anytime a friend's going to come over, I'm like, well, where, if they're like, can I bring you a coffee? I'm like, well, where is it from? So you know I need all to the know all the places like. it's different. Yes, wow. for sure. But I'm also not picky. Like if you yeah. have drip coffee and I'm, yes, please. Of course. I, I gave her drip coffee today, guys. Yes. And it's delicious. It's so good. I'm on my third cup. <laughs> oh, Thank good. You. I'm glad. <laughs> but at home I just do a pot of coffee and I have some good almond milk creamer, natural bliss, and it's just delightful and delicious. I and I love put it. my like, um, probiotics in there and wow. makes me feel like it's, you know, healthy. Or healthy. Whatever. <laughs> now the truth is how many times do you microwave your coffee? Oh, five kids. I can't imagine. Uh, five. Five At times. Least. Probably. It's like radioactive by the time I'm drinking it. I love it. It doesn't even it. probably taste good. I love it. Okay. A lot. So a lot of you guys don't know this, but she has a very tall husband. I do. <laughs> and what I would like to know is, do you have a funny story to share about your husband's oh, height? Oh, goodness. So he's five or six, nine. Oh, you almost feet, said five, five nine. <laughs> He is six feet nine. Um, six, nine. Okay. I don't think I have one funny story, but it's, it's so funny. And I don't, I can't relate to this, but everywhere we go, someone will comment. And at yeah. first, when we first got married, I'm like, it doesn't really bother him if it's sure. done in a, like a sweet, fun way. Yeah. But it's so bizarre when people will just make comments and imagine if it was you yeah. and it's like about your hair or something and it's something right. you can't avoid. And it's just like, yeah. well, your hair's big. What do you say? Thank you. It's not yeah. a compliment. It's just a statement. Yeah. So people often Thank are like, you? whoa, you're tall. And they just stare and he's like, yeah, I'm tall. Like it's just, this. so now he's starting to make really funny, funny comments, comments back in his, he always he's like in my old age, I have no filter. So now he's just like, yeah. And you're short or, <laughs> or he'll just be like, yep. And I mean, not mean ever, but totally, just like totally. make other yeah. statements to be like, what am I supposed That's to so say? It's so interesting in thinking of what we say to other people. Totally. Because my kids know him by the tall guy. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, yeah. it's so sweet. A lot of kids will ask him like, or ask their parents, we'll get lots of texts. So is he 
the like tall like Goliath. Like they'll talk about the story of David and Goliath, and they just associate Pastor Brian. That's Aww, who Goliath. I love is. it. <laughs> so he thinks a lot of it is very endearing, but yeah. everywhere we go, wow, and he hits a lot of light bulbs with his head. Poor oh, guy. light bulbs. Yep. Like, I, I yes. Even looking around here, I'm like, okay, he'd hit that. He would hit if that, the table he moved, that. he'd hit that. Yep. So I I'm can constantly, totally see that. <laughs> he's constantly. What age ducking. were you when you met Brian? I was, I think, technically 18. I met him right when we got 18. to college. Okay. But we weren't, you know, we didn't stay. And what was the first thing you noticed about him? Um, well, he was very tall. <laughs> <laughs> I also had a lot of people liked him, so okay. he was off limits in my book. And I okay. was in a, like, no dating phase okay. of college, you know. Trying yes. to be like, I am woman, hear me roar. I don't yes. need boys. So I don't need boys. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm with so, you on that one. And his dimples. He's got like the best dimples ever and blue eyes. He's, he's very And handsome. how long have you guys been married? 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. Wow. I know. That's so that, crazy. I was like, wow. I can't believe it's been 12 years. Yeah. Okay. So years. Emily and I met about 10 years ago and she had just moved back from Texas and we had a mutual friend and we were doing, was it a baby shower? Uh-huh. We were doing a baby shower together yep. and we instantly hit it off. Mm-hmm. She, we dove deep in our conversation. And um, one of the things that I admire so much about Emily is her ability to be the calm in any chaos. And I mean that with like the most highest, utmost respect because she has the ability to walk into a room and bring peace and calm to any situation that I've seen her. And um, I would love to hear how you feel about that. Do you feel calm in all situations or how do you keep that um, chaos from, I guess, entering into your heart? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. That's a, that's a big compliment. I feel like I live in a lot of chaos. So I think that, um, I've always, you know, we all are created with different gifts that are just a gift that we don't take credit for, like that we have not strived to be or become. Now there's some things I have found that we really have to work hard for and discipline ourselves for. And then other things, it's just this God given gift of who we are. Mm. And I think a lot of my life I lived not wanting to acknowledge those in fear of being proud or in fear of like taking credit. Interesting. But also that's that's um, not honest, I think. True, and true. Um, acknowledging those is able to say, I don't get to take credit for that. And so with that said, being able to be confident and say, I've always had um, a love for people hmm. and a love for, I didn't know to say chaos or crazy, but just... Um, a lot going on around me and an eye, a discerning eye for people. So an ability to be able to be in a room and be like, okay, that person seems really insecure or that person didn't come with someone or that child is being lost in the mix or being really sensitive to the yeah, just And sometimes yeah. it's super frustrating to go to groups and to sure. be like, Oh, I've, I sense all of these different things and I'm not in control and I want to fix, fix, I can't fix. fix it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, being able to recognize people and look people in the eye and be able to really engage with people in big groups. And it's cool because that is a gift I've had at a young age. And now in what we do, it's been really sweet to get to use that in different circles, in different rooms and five children, you know, being able to (laughs) to thrive in the chaos. (laughs) So I have a funny story about Emily. One of the first couple times we got together, I came to her house Uh (laughs) (laughs) and the house they're actually living in now, she had blueprints. 
And I don't know if you remember this, but they, it was in her kitchen. Yes. And they, <laughs> the blueprints caught on fire, guys. Yes. I and she just calmly, and I am flipping out. <laughs> it's not even my house. And she calmly just grabs some towels out of the sink. And she's got like a baby on her back. She's fully pregnant. And um, I'm literally watching this girl thinking, what? <laughs> like, how are you so calm in this situation? And um, I think so that just funny. speaks to who she is and um, her ability to, in the midst of all that, we still had this uh, most amazing conversation and she, we both connected. And um, I'm just so glad that you guys get to meet her today and hear more part of her heart. Um, what's one thing that you wish you would have known when you were 18? Oh, if you could go back, like yeah. if you could tell your 18 year old self, what would you? Um, that I am not a savior. Ah, I especially, again, having eyes for people and loving people. I love people's stories, which is why I think this is so such a cool podcast and such mm, a cool you. venue because there's such um, strength in hearing people's stories and being able to hear you're not alone. Yes, um, I'm not, not the alone. only one. Be inspired. But so as you mentioned that we were youth pastors for three years, yeah. so we worked with high school students and I carried the weight of the world for every girl. Trying to fix all of them. Yes. Yeah. Who didn't have a father or who didn't have a mother or who had abuse in her past or whatever it was. Um, and I carried that heavily. I think I just really thought that if I did not say the right thing, what if they blank? Or if we were not there for them the moment they called, what if blank? Um, that was really hard. I wish I would have learned that lesson a lot sooner because – um, but it's that, that was fear of man, fear of what people sure. think. If I don't do that, what will they think of me? And yeah. that's been a lesson I've had to constantly. So comparison and fear of man and fear of what people think have been those things that have really tried to rob my joy and to steal life from me and constantly come back. You know, we all have the things that really, I love meeting people that are like, nah, I don't deal with comparison or fear of people. I'm like, what? Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me what is it secret. like? What is what it is like my... in this world? Um, but for me, those are the, the things. Yeah. And so really having to let that go, saying no, um, even when it, it might mean that I have to really let go. And, and, and anyways, yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying. And I think, I think that with saying no too, I think one of the things I've learned so much lately is there can be a lot of great things happening, Yes, but it's still too much. Yes. And you can't say yes to everything. You have to be really strategic, especially I'm sure for you with five kids mm -hmm. and a growing mm -hmm. church yep. that you really have to be strategic of what you say yes to. And yes. sometimes you're saying no to really great things mm -hmm. and that can be really, really hard. Yeah. I feel that's my season in the last year is no constant nose, 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 nose. And it does, it feels like, but what if that never comes back? And what if that was going to be blank? Or what if I could encourage someone? Or what if this was getting, whatever it is, so many what ifs in the no, but there's also a lot of freedom in that of, I can say no, and I can say yes to what's right in front of me. And if it's not in the right time, it's not the right thing. And I have said yes, and then been flaky. Yeah. And I've said yes, and then dropped the ball and not been present. And it's, it's a, it's a worse feeling. Yeah. It's when an you ugly feel, feeling. Yeah. And yeah. when you can't give it your all, and then yeah. you're letting people down that Absolutely. were thinking you said yes with able to Absolutely. commit. And, yeah. um, so it's been a, it's been a, a year of no's. Well, and I think you almost feel it instantly in the pit of your stomach of mm -hmm. this is a yes, this is a no, 
but then you go back to how did that make that person feel? Yeah. And I've learned to stop myself and go, no, I really feel like this is what I'm being told I'm supposed to say at this moment. Yes. And it's not a no forever. It's just a no for right now. Yep. Yeah. Totally. So how did you say yes to homeschooling? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was a journey, man. I, so to any homeschools, schoolers listening out there, I know there are wonderful people that have been homeschooled and I have since met several, but back in the day, several, several. <laughs> back in the day, it wasn't very common. It's I just true. hadn't met people that were homeschooled and, um, with the, with a healthy motive, I guess that wasn't just big, bad world out there. Let's hide, hide, hide. Yes. And so it was just not a thing. It wasn't yeah. a conversation. And my husband definitely in Texas had not met homeschooled people or families. When we moved back to Seattle, we started meeting. It's a pretty popular thing in Seattle now. It's yes. become more popular. Especially so, co-ops. And- yeah, totally. So we started meeting families and bigger families, knowing that that was kind of the trajectory that we were on. And it was like, these kids are phenomenal. It was hmm. the kids that stood out to us. Wow. Young kids, but the relationship they had with their siblings, um, the relationship they had with their parents, the way they spoke to adults, it was, hmm. and I'm not saying that's only homeschooled kids, sure, but it was sure. the first time that we met homeschool families and we were like drawn to yeah, them. Yeah, like inspired. Yes. And so it was, a, it started a conversation, but that was years ago. But I remember talking to you about it years ago. Years ago, ago yeah, yeah. It was just kind of like a, a little spark, like, that's kind of cool. But honestly, I am not organized. I'm not a morning person, as we've <laughs> learned. Um, I'm really good at starting things and then not a great finisher. That's something I really have to work on. I and can with, agree with you on that. Yeah. Same in my life. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying it about me. No, I'm like, oh, no, wow. no, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am with you on and that. And it's, it's, yeah. and so I thought, gosh, if there's a lot at expense. You know, I've got a lot to lose if I finish, start Absolutely. strong and then they, it, they're on the line, their education. So, and then also Brian was just not really into it. And I knew that we've got to be in this together. It's a big time family commitment. Absolutely. And so I prayed, I believe in prayer big time. And it's been a huge thing in my life and in our life as a family. And I so I just that. prayed. I said, God, we're, we need to be unified if we're going to do this. And so I need it to be something that's also on Brian's mind and heart if we're going to do this. And yeah. so... You got to do it together. Yep. And so we almost did um, two years ago. And then I felt like super anxiety. I was like, no, this is not right. This is not right. And Brian was actually more like, I'm ready if you are. But he knew it's a lot on me. And then we found out we were pregnant. We decided no, found out we were pregnant with our fifth by a surprise. And I was like, thank you, God, that we did not do that because I was so sick. So we did another year of school. And then the summer came around and he was like, we did a lot of research. We met Mm. with teachers. We met with, um, we have one kiddo who's got just some... um, some social and sensory delays and mm-hmm. or sensory issues and social delays and some, some other things that are hard. And so we met with a lot of people in his life and, um, did a lot of research and then just got to the point where we both felt really excited about it and hmm. we were completely unified and it was like, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's do try. This. And honestly, one of the main reasons is I'm not a morning person and I'm not my best in the morning. No, and I, I hear you trying to get all the kids up and ready and out the door. They were getting the worst of me every mm-hmm. day. And I, I, so many wanted... times I send my kids off to school and I like my heart sinks. Cause yes. I'm like that whole hour was just like, Kind of almost drill sergeant. Yeah, I just yeah. felt like I was ordering them around just to get them out the door. Yep, same thing. And yeah. I, both Brian and I are, were that way. And a lot of times it was tears in the morning. I was apologizing the whole way to school. I'm yeah. sorry I yelled. I'm sorry. That, and then, and again with our second, it just gave him a lot of anxiety to be rushed. He just does not do well with that. And 
So that was part of it was a practical reason. And then also, so my husband's a pastor and he does not get Sundays off. We don't get weekends. So our weekend is Saturday. And it was just to this point of we do not have enough time on Saturday. And if your kids do sports, Saturday's gone. Yeah, we've got a bunch of kids who do sports, birthday parties, Costco Mm -hmm. runs, yard stuff, house stuff. Yeah. So by Sunday morning when he's leaving for work, half the kids are in tears and I'm in tears. I'm sure, like, I'm not sure. ready for Monday. And so that was, it was very practical for us of we need. And so we said, we're going to have Fridays as our family rest day. Okay. So we don't do school Fridays and we so kind you of do school four days a week, do four days a week. And then Friday, wow. Saturday we have, so Friday's like that. our protected day yeah. that we have family time. And then Saturday we feel like, well, thank able. you for coming today. Oh yeah. Guys, I'm today so is a Friday. Glad to be here. My little <laughs> and Emily is giving up her morning. <laughs> yes. Thank you so best. much. Oh, my, gosh, oh my goodness. I know there's so much more to your story and I'm so excited for the next part that comes out next week when you share your highest highs and your lowest lows. So friends, you have to tune in next week to hear the rest. You are not going to want to miss this one. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for being a part of the Woven Story. Just remember that your story has the power to inspire, empower, and change lives. We would love to connect with you, so be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Woven Story. Visit our website at thewovenstory.com where you can hear more stories just like this and you can submit your own. We will catch you next time on our next episode.